Coming up, the Boston Celtics finally lose one and Trey Young helps the Hawks win without a big scoring night. This is Locked On Now NBA. The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are Locked On Now. What's up, everybody? You are listening to Lockdown Now NBA, local experts with the biggest stories on the hardwood. I'm your host, Daniela Bruce, and thank you for making Lockdown Now your first listen every weekday. Our Lockdown NBA hosts are here to help break down everything from the night in basketball. The Toronto Raptors beat a Celtics team that has looked unbeatable as of late in last night's biggest game. The biggest game. It wasn't pretty, and it wasn't against the full Boston roster, but it was still a win for the Toronto Raptors over the Celtics last night. Locked On Raptors explains how Toronto took down the hottest team in basketball. Now, I'm not a smoker, but I might have to start after that game. Sean Woodley here from Locked On Raptors to break down a nasty 115-112 win for the Raptors over the Boston Celtics in overtime in Toronto on Monday. This Celtics team did not have Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Al Horford, or Robert Williams, but they brought the same level of grime they've brought to the defensive end of the floor all season long in this one, and it almost pulled out the win for them. This was a really tricky game for the Raptors. They were not at their best. Really? only three or four guys played kind of the way you'd expect them to play in terms of playing well it was Thaddeus Young who was awesome off the bench OG Ananobi was a defensive ace and hit some big threes and Pascal Siakam really carried the day for the Raptors in this one 40 points 13 rebounds on 17 of 29 shooting more or less the avenue for the Raptors to get good looks in this game was to give it to Pascal Siakam so he could hunt a mismatch and go to work and that is what he did he was just sublime in this one not to mention he was a two-way impact guy as well his defense in this one was fantastic he had three steals in the first half and two second half blocks both came within the overtime when he was on five fouls he was on five fouls for about 10 minutes of game time to close this one he was just all over the place everywhere continues to be every bit an all nba level player will he get on there maybe not but with the way the raptors are playing right now he stands as good a chance as anybody in that mix for the final forward spot on the LNBA teams. The Raptors are now 43 and 32. They are tied with the Chicago Bulls for fifth in the Eastern Conference as well. And look out because they have themselves a pretty home heavy schedule to close the season. The Bulls have a tough one. We could be looking at the fifth seeded Toronto Raptors by the time this is all said and done. I'll have more broken down on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Raptors. Be sure to tune in. The Boston Celtics win streak just barely came to an end yesterday in overtime and at less than full strength against the Raptors after Boston has looked invincible for much of last month. Locked on Celtics tells you how the supporting cast almost got the win. Hey there, John Corrales here from the Locked on Celtics podcast. After the Boston Celtics 115-112 loss to the Toronto Raptors in overtime, shorthanded Boston Celtics without Robert Williams, who of course is dealing with that meniscus tear. No Jason Tatum, no Jalen Brown, no Al Horford sitting out on the back-to-back. And the Celtics pushed the Raptors to their limit and almost pulled this out. Really, it comes down to a group of guys that were forced to try making plays that they weren't really used to making. And a bunch of guys trying to do a little bit too much. Marcus Smart, really tried 
to lift the Celtics to this win, played his butt off, 28 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, but the 7 turnovers, and turnovers in general were a problem, 19 turnovers leading to 26 Raptors points. That's not going to win you any any ball games, no matter how hard you try. And the Celtics were getting to the 50-50 balls. The Celtics were really, really working hard, but they just couldn't pull it off. Asking guys to do too much like Grant Williams, who had five turnovers. And in that fourth quarter at the end, when he could have had a clean catch in the corner, and maybe he was looking to shoot that ball before he even caught it, and that's why he dropped it. Then he turned the ball over. Those are the types of plays that when you don't have four of your five starters that are probably going to happen to a bunch of guys who aren't used to being in those kinds of positions. But Celtics fought valiantly. I had chalked this up to a loss already, so I'm not too worried about this. This was uh, probably a best-case scenario for, for Boston, except for getting the win. But they played hard. They played well. They pushed Toronto, and I'm kind of cool with it. The six-game winning streak is over. And they are going to drop in the standings, but they do play Miami on Wednesday. So I expect to have everybody back for that game. And that could be an opportunity to climb right back into the top seed. I'll talk about it all on the Locked On Celtics podcast. So make sure you're listening and subscribed and watch the show on YouTube. The Cleveland Cavaliers won last night at home against the Magic, but at what cost? After Cleveland potentially lost one of its young stars long term, our Locked On Cavs host assesses the damage. Hey, Chris Manning here from the Locked on Cavs podcast after the Cavs beat the Orlando Magic on Monday night in Cleveland. Tale of two nights for Cleveland, though. With the win, they stay a game back of Toronto in the Eastern Conference standings. That is good. They still have a chance to get a top six seed and avoid the playing tournament. The downside, though, is that Evan Mobley left this game in the second quarter with an ankle sprain. X-rays, according to Woj, are negative. We don't know exactly how long he's going to be out or how severe this injury is. The Cavs are back in action on Wednesday as part of a four-game and five-night stretch. And they're going to need Evan Mobley to have a chance to be a top-six team. Obviously, Jared Allen is out right now as well. Losing Mobley would be a killer to the Cavs' hopes of avoiding the play-in and getting right into the Eastern Conference playoffs. But they won tonight, beat a bad Orlando team, and at least have that going for them as they wait to find out what goes on with Evan Mobley. For more, check out the Locked on Cavs podcast for myself and Evan Damerell, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. The Magic didn't win last night, but Orlando wasn't really trying to win. Locked on Magic explains. This is Philip Rossman, the host of Locked on Magic. And uh, let's just say it, the Orlando Magic are tanking. Maybe that was obvious before. Maybe that's apparent by the record. Maybe that's the thing they should be doing. But the Orlando Magic are tanking. Um, they had a chance to win against the Cleveland Cavaliers. They were up 92-90 with about five and a half minutes to play. Their second unit, uh, or their deep bench unit, I guess, was struggling a little bit to get their offense going. So was Cleveland. Uh, and they were put themselves, uh, had themselves a chance to win the game. And it seemed like a clear opportunity to get their starters back in, especially as Cleveland reloaded with their starters with Darius Garland and, and so forth. But Orlando stuck with a group of uh, Ignas Brzezdekis, uh and Chumo Kiki and Admiral Schofield and Mo Wagner and I can't even remember who the pull and uh, Je Jeff Dalton. That's not a team that's going to win you basketball games. Look. I'm not expecting the Magic to win games here. I'm not expecting the Magic to win all the games they play. All that I'm asking for is to make this time productive. This is still great development time. It's fine to limit guys' minutes. It's fine to keep everyone under 30 minutes or to ease off the gas pedal a little bit on their workload. But when there's an opportunity to win a game, when there's a chance to win a game, 
you have to take it. That's, as, that's more valuable than anything else. It's certainly more valuable than a 50% chance to land a top four pick. Magic fans already kind of are expecting to end up with the fifth pick anyway. That would make all this losing for nothing, to be perfectly frank. Don't count on the lottery. Work with the guys you have. That's not what the Magic did tonight, and they lost. Maybe that's good. We'll have a lot more coming up on Lockdown Magic. Until then, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. The Atlanta Hawks got off to a rough start this season, and that has people questioning if last year's run to the Eastern Conference Finals was a fluke. It's been a long way there, but Atlanta finally got back over 500 last night by beating the Pacers, and Lockdown Hawks tells you how Atlanta put the pieces back together. Hello, friends. My name is Brad Rowland, and the Atlanta Hawks go on the road to Indiana and pull off a nine-point victory over the Pacers. The headliner for Atlanta on this evening being the fact that they are above 500 for the first time since December. The Hawks have not been over 500 since they were 13 and 12. Now they are 38 and 37. It's been a long and winding road for the Hawks, but a nice, solid road win in this spot against the undermanned Pacers, admittedly. But the Hawks were very, very good on offense in this one. Trey Young at 16 assists to lead the entire game. Mike Dimitri with 29 points on the bench. Herter, with, and Herter and Capella were both in the 20s in this game. Lots of balanced shooting from Atlanta. And really, just enough defense to get by. We'll touch on all of that stuff as sort of the nuance of this one. But at the end of the day, the Hawks are above 500. It's been a while. And we'll touch on all of that on the Hawks Hawks podcast. The Pacers lost at home due to a defense that just hasn't been showing up as of late. Our Locked On Pacers host goes over what's gone wrong on that side of the ball for Indiana. Pacers lose to the Hawks 132 to 123. It's the third game in a row that the Pacers have given up more than 130 points. Their defense continues to be absolutely horrible. Trey Young did not tear up the Pacers in the way he did last time when he had 47 points against the Pacers. This time, Trey Young has 16 assists to tear apart the Pacers as they trap him and try to get the ball out of his hands, and they did, but Trey Young still tore him up with the pass and getting into the lane and setting up his Hawks teammates. Only 14 points. Pacers Stopped him from scoring, but he still tore him up. So the Pacers' defense has just been terrible for about a month now, and this game was another extension of that. But they still got some good production. Kiefer Sykes had his best game in a while with 16 points on 6-9 shooting. Tyrese Halberton, their young star, 25 points, 13 assists. He was very good. Buddy Heald had 26 points and drilled five threes. They had a great offensive game plan. Their defensive strategy was good, but they couldn't slow down the Hawks enough to get a win, as has been the case for the Pacers so often. Recently, we'll break it all down and more on the Lockdown Pacers podcast. Coming up, the Warriors lose without their stars, and the Rockets almost play spoiler with an in-state rival's playoff hopes in the balance. This is Locked On Now NBA. I've been sticking to my New Year's resolution to eat right, and thanks to Built Bar, it almost feels like it's not a resolution at all because it's actually enjoyable to eat healthy. Have you tried their puffs? If you haven't, you are missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, including yummy, yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, and they are all so good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and yes, that includes the Puffs, 100% real chocolate. If you go to Built.com and you scroll down to their macros chart, you'll be blown away. They're high in protein, low in calories, high in fiber, and low on carbs. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories. Calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 
grams of protein. So many flavors to choose from, including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious and it will also be so good for you. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. We've got an offer for you to try Built Bar. If you haven't already, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. Welcome back to Locked On Now NBA. I'm Daniela Bruce, and thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. The Golden State Warriors lost again to end a road trip that was far from a vacation as we continue around the league. Go around the league. With Steph, Clay, and Draymond all out for the Warriors last night, the Memphis Grizzlies had no trouble outscoring Golden State in Memphis last night. Locked on Warriors recaps the end of a rough road trip. Cyrus Sots is here with your Locked On Warriors Locked On Now nightly recap. The Warriors conclude one of the worst road trips in recent history, and certainly in my memory, this is dating back nearly 10 years since this looked this bleak. They uh, finished the road trip 1-4, and four, capped by a 28-point loss to the Memphis Grizzlies in Memphis. A uh, few bright sides, Jordan Poole had his 14th consecutive game with 20 or more points, um, which is certainly going to help his case uh, this offseason when he's up for his contract extension. Moses Moody looked good. He played the most minutes uh, since his shoulder injury, pouring in 18 points. Um, and Andre Iguodala played his first game in a very long time uh, and played 16 minutes and actually looked good. His six six points, three rebounds, um, uh, really not representative of how he looked out there and his impact. But again, the Warriors um, have now lost six of seven uh, in concluding this road trip. Uh, Steve Kerr was ejected right before the half. Um, in fact, it was the t- the players are going into the tunnels. Uh, for halftime, and Kerr got ejected in that process. Um, just a symbol of the frustration of this team. So we'll break this all down tomorrow. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dub Nation, this is interesting times for sure. Um, confidence is still abound with the players. Kevon Looney, during his post-game press conference, um, expressed confidence and said that the team's not worried. We'll see how that goes. They next play the Phoenix Suns. You can follow me on Twitter at DocSurfRocho. You can follow the program on Twitter at LockedOnDubs. The Houston Rockets were inches away from forcing overtime and completing a fourth-quarter comeback, but instead, Houston fell just short of getting even with the Spurs and lost at home. Locked on Rockets takes you through the details of that finish in Houston. The Houston Rockets coming up so, so close, but falling just short against the San Antonio Spurs on a last-second shot by K.J. Martin that would have potentially sent the game into overtime, a shot that went around the rim, not once, but twice, and still managed to pop out. What's up, Jackson Gatlin here from over at Locked on Rockets. This game between a young, exciting Houston Rockets team and a San Antonio Spurs squad vying for a spot in the NBA play-in tournament out West. What an exciting matchup between these two guys. Jalen Green on display. He will be a future superstar in the NBA, showing his entire bag in this game. He now leads all rookies in 30-plus point games this season. 
getting it done defensively, forcing crucial turnovers down the stretch of this game for the San Antonio Spurs to keep the Rockets in this one. Jalen Green absolutely is showing why he was the right pick for the Houston Rockets at number two overall in this past year's NBA draft. We're going to break down all the action and why you should be excited about Jalen Green's future in Houston over at Locked on Rockets. And that's all for Locked On Now NBA. Thank you again for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Now that you're done here, make sure your second listens are Locked On NBA and your team's local Locked On podcast. I'm Daniela Bruce, and this has been Locked On Now.